Would you say you have healthy boundaries in place? What does that even mean? This episode is part three of our Blessed Boundaries series. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, please do that. I will tag them in the show notes for your convenience, but that will really set you up for today because today I share the importance of actively walking out what we choose to retain and where things happen first before they even happen here on earth. We get to take responsibility for the boundaries in our life and what we choose to partner with. Speaking of responsibility, I received this five-star review entitled Identity from Goodnight Boss, and it says, Great topic. I enjoyed the word pictures. I could connect in a simple manner. Identity. Loved the statement. We get to take responsibility. Jesus Christ says who I am. At the end of that review, there was a heart and some clapping hand emojis, and I found myself clapping right there with you. I love to get these reviews. They are so encouraging, and I love to give back and honor our listeners by featuring them in a future episode and in our newsletter. Head over to iTunes and leave your very own review because I would love for you to be the next feature. For now, let's explore the natural, supernatural, and three steps to healthy boundaries. Hey, hey, mama. Welcome back to the Treasured Mama podcast. I'm Corey Messer, a Kingdom Life coach and messy mompreneur, and I want to know if you're like me. Have you ever felt like you've lost yourself in all the things? Or perhaps you just need some encouragement on this messy journey of authentic motherhood? In this space, we love sharing routines, rhythms, and real stories of real moms as we declutter our heads, our hearts, and our homes to discover clarity and confidence. If you're ready to gain clarity on who God designed you to be, create simple systems for a more peaceful household, and connect with other mamas doing the same, this podcast is right up your alley. My prayer is this episode will encourage you, so grab a drink, take a mommy moment, and listen in to today's goodness. Hello, hello, Treasured Mama. Corey here, and I am very excited to dive into part three of our Blessed Boundaries series where we are covering all things simplicity with healthy boundaries and specifically getting back to the basics in your head, in your heart, and in your home. Let's just recap episode 24. We covered what boundaries are, why they are important, and the three main attributes they need to have to generate impact. And those attributes are healthy, holy, and honoring. Then we moved into part two, episode 25, and we covered holy boundaries regarding your identity. You can see that in episode 25, we dug real deep into one of those attributes, which was the attribute of holy. What does a holy boundary look like? And we determined that it really means a choice to be set apart for a specific purpose. And today we are diving really deep into another component, which is healthy boundaries regarding your mindset. We're shifting from holy and identity into healthy and mindset. Grab a piece of paper, write this stuff down. I guarantee you, you will either learn something new 
or be reminded of something that perhaps you learned a while back but is no longer front of mind. You may be familiar with this concept of first, second, and third heaven, or it may be brand new to you. I'm going to give you a very high-level understanding of what this looks like simply so that you have some context for the content I'm about to share with you. When you think of first, second, and third heaven, I want you to think of first heaven as being the physical earth, the natural world that we can see. This is where you see things happen. You see things come to fruition. Second heaven is the supernatural. That is where you are unable to see with your physical eyes, but you may see with your spiritual eyes. You may have heard this referred to as the supernatural. This is where both good and evil things are at play. There's angelic warfare. There's demonic activity. There are holy encounters that happen as well. And third heaven is really the heaven most people think of. You think of the throne of God. Those are the three different heavens that you may hear people talk about. The reason I want you to have that context is because before anything happens in the natural world, it first happens in the supernatural. You can think of something originating in heaven. You think of like God's throne room and then it comes down to second heaven and in that place because there is demonic activity, things may be perverted. They may be tainted from their original state and then it comes to first heaven Here on earth is where we have sinful beings such as ourselves, human beings. And so you can see how things can get skewed or shifted on their path from the throne room down to this earthly place where we exist. However, it is also important to notice where things originate, regardless of how they show up for us in the world. I want to start today with a little bit of a story that illustrates this. When I was in high school, anytime you would see my room, you would have a very clear physical picture of something that was going on with me that you could not see, my emotions, my thoughts. And unless I voluntarily shared those things with you, you wouldn't know them other than the status of my room. If my room was in disarray, my bed wasn't made, you could definitely tell I was walking through some dis-ease, through some chaos, through some uncertainty, through some stressful situations. However, if my room was in good order, my bed was always made, you knew that that was my regular protocol and things were going fairly well for me. When my bedroom was in order, that was a physical manifestation of me having a healthy heart and mind. My headspace was healthy. My heart space was healthy. And that means that this vessel, this home that holds my heart and my mind was healthy and that overflowed into the earthly home that I was living in if that space was organized or disorganized. The first step of having healthy boundaries is to assess what is it that you have consumed, that you have taken in. 
Those could be physical things. Those could be thoughts. And then we need to assess what do we need to release that we have previously received. And third, we need to determine what are we holding on to and why. The why is very important because anytime we are holding on to something, it is providing something for us. We get to identify the real cost conversation because anything we do does something for us. However, it's at the cost of something else. For example, here's a cycle that I see happen a lot with parents. I specifically work with moms, so I am going to speak more to that, but I know it happens with both moms and dads. Here's an example of this cycle. You may be angry at somebody that you deeply love and you're super angry at them and you hold on to that anger and then you begin to feel guilty. And when you feel guilty, you repeat that cycle over and over again. And what it does is it actually proves the lie that you've been believing that you're an angry person. The real cost conversation to you holding on to that anger is not just that you feel uncomfortable, but it is actually costing you relationship with the people that you say you love. And furthermore, it is establishing an example. It is modeling to the children in your dwelling place what is acceptable. And you begin to leave a legacy of anger. This is why it's so important that right now we take the time to assess what are we currently taking in? What do we get to let go of? And the things we choose to retain or hold on to, what are they and why are we holding on to them? We have to know what it's costing us and determine if that is actually worth it. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about being healthy in three main components, our head, also in our heart. Those things that we have received as something we're going to partner with. A thought comes to us and we say, yes, I'm believing that is truth. It comes down into our heart and then that begins to determine our standard operating procedures. That begins to develop the foundation by which we operate. And in turn, that will overflow into our physical dwelling place. Our head, our heart, and our home will help us gain clarity on where we're at and what we need to do to get to the next place. Assess is the first step. You have to know that if you are overwhelmed in your physical vessel, then you're going to carry that into those external communal places you encounter. In other words, what we feel on the inside, we need to assess and take an inventory because that is going to overflow onto the physical spaces we encounter to include our dwelling place, our physical home. For example, if you are holding on to that anger that we talked about earlier and you began to feel guilty, what may happen is this will overflow into your physical dwelling place in the form of you having a short temper with your kids. And this, beloved, is why it is so important. We are healthy in our head. We take every thought captive. In Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, the Bible tells us to take 
every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Christ is where things originate. They may be perverted by the time they get to us, but we have access to the throne room as a co-heir with Christ. And so we get to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ as we partner with him as a co-heir. And the more that we do this, the more that we begin to recover what was initially given to us, which is this pure mind, we are able to create a heart space a default protocol, standard operating procedure that is healthy. This is how our heart begins to shift and we have purified belief systems that align with Christ. Your belief systems are so important because what you believe creates emotions and those emotions produce thoughts. And out of those thoughts, you make decisions that produce actions that reinforce your belief system. So unless you pause to access what those belief systems actually are, you will continue to repeat the cycles that are unhealthy and unholy and dishonor who God has called you to be. I really want to reinforce that idea, that truth, and the importance that we assess what is in our heart And we determine, does this align with the values that we profess to have with Christ? Because if they don't, then we get to release those, like we talked about earlier, and then be very intentional about what we are holding on to. This process of boundaries and upholding them and knowing what they are and when to shift them because of different seasons is so important. That is the second part. Once we assess what is going on, we need to acknowledge what is the change that we get to make. What items do we get to release that we previously received as a truth? In our previous season, That may have been there and it may have served you and it may have been aligned with Christ. But here's the thing. If I was in a season of having young children and that meant my personal time was greatly reduced because I was pouring into my children and God would see that and honor that and he would give me the strength to get through my days without my nice morning routine of washing my face and taking a shower and doing all the things, that may have worked in that season because God honors me pouring into the life of my child. But later on down the road, when my children are grown and out of the house, that may not still be something that is an appropriate thing to implement. And the reason is, if you feel unfulfilled because you are not doing something like a morning routine and you're continuing to blame it on your children needing you, but they are now 30 years old and they have a family of their own, that thing that served you in a previous season is now becoming a procrastination tactic. It becomes an opportunity to release responsibility that is actually yours. And I know that's such a fundamental, basic example of certain boundaries with our time are going to shift when we have young children versus no more children in the home. But I encourage you, assess where are you at right now in your head? Are you taking thoughts captive or not? In your heart, 
What are your belief systems and do they align with God or not? Release what is not in alignment with the Father. Even if it was in alignment in a previous season, get very clear on why you're holding on to the current belief systems you are. Are they aligned with Heavenly Father or are they familiar to you? So number one, assess what is going on. Number two, acknowledge what is it that you get to release. And then the third part of having healthy boundaries is to actively implement them. Assess, acknowledge, activate, actively implement those boundaries. What this looks like is consistently showing up with this process. Create this as a rhythm in your life that on a monthly basis, you're going to take a pause and assess what's going on, acknowledge what you get to change, and actively implement this new protocol. This, beloved, is how you will maintain those healthy boundaries. Not only have we determined in a previous episode what holy boundaries are, but now we know what healthy boundaries are. So we align with Christ first, we personalize it to ourselves, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about how do we honor who we are in Christ as we show up in this holy capacity in a healthy way to honor who God has called us to be so that we can best steward where God has called us to contribute and who he has called us to serve. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and this revelation. We thank you for this series. We thank you for the courage, God, to show up in a healthy, holy, and honoring way. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, Mama, one quick thing before you go. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can pay it forward is to head over to iTunes, Treasured Mama Podcast, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel.